Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another better. Our hope that this goal will over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now here's your host, Chris Arnzen. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnson, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Monday on this 11th day of September 2023, a day that will remain in infamy, uh, obviously uh, because of the horrific attack on American soil, uh, which brought about uh, the largest death count from the attack of an enemy, uh, a foreign enemy, on American soil in the history of our country. And of course, the by far the greatest uh, death toll of uh, human lives on American soil uh, as the result of murder is uh, the horrific tragedy of the existence of infanticide in this nation, uh, also uh, known uh, by the by the prettied up candy-coated name abortion, uh, but uh, everybody knows that this is infanticide, the murder of unborn children, but uh, this is... Uh, uh, a, a date that uh, Americans will likely never forget. And uh, today we have on the program someone who's going to be involved in a conference this weekend. It is uh, not related specifically to the the topic of 9-11, <clears throat> but uh, a, a, a very important uh, theme nonetheless. Uh, today we have Hal Shirtliff on the program, co-founder and camp director of Camp Constitution. He's the host of its radio program and one of the speakers at the Future of Christendom Conference in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, this weekend, which features keynote speaker Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries, who is not only speaking at the conference, but he's also debating Dr. Gregory Coles, who identifies himself as a gay Christian, and the theme of the debate is... Is Gay Christian a Biblically Acceptable Identity for a Member of Christ's Church? That uh, conference is this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 15th, 16th, and 17th at the Spooky Nook Sports and Events in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, which is in Lancaster County. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous facility uh, where uh, Doug Mastriano, when he was candidating for Governor of Pennsylvania had one of his major fundraisers there, and I hope 
that if you have not registered, you will register today for this three-day conference, uh, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, the theme of the conference is the gospel at war. And there are a number of speakers uh, that will each be taking uh, a session on different areas of life in this world where the gospel is at war with that specific element of uh, society. And uh, I hope that you will visit the future, or actually it's just futureofchristendom.org. You leave the the off of there. Futureofchristendom.org. And you can register right there. There will also be all of the details uh, that you need to know about this conference. And uh, please, if you register, visit me at the Iron Trump and Zion Radio Exhibitors booth uh, while you are there. <clears throat> but we'll be uh, promoting that later on in the program as well. Uh, Hal Shirtliff is going to be discussing why the United States must get out of the United Nations. Uh, I was just delighted to discover that Hal and I share a friendship with a dearly departed brother in Christ who is now spending eternity uh, with uh, Christ, a former Mormon who is also a former editor of the New American Magazine. Uh, and perhaps many of you who listen to the Iron Sharp and Zion radio program dating back to when I aired the program out of WNYG and WGBB radio on Long Island, New York. Uh, William Norman Grigg was a fairly frequent guest on the program. In fact, uh, we discussed the very topic we are going to discuss today with Hal Shirtliff. Uh, but it's my honor and privilege to welcome you for the very first time ever to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, Hal Shirtliff. Well, thank you very much for having me on. It's a, it's an honor to be here, and I do encourage your listeners to sign up for this conference coming up uh, this weekend. It's a great great place to network, get place to meet some really top notch uh, people and. In the movement and uh, some great fellowship as well, so I really recommend it. I want to mention too that I was in the air back in uh, this day, 22 years ago. I flew out of Logan Airport in Boston, same terminal where two of the planes came from. And by God's grace, um, I sub uh, my plane wasn't hijacked. It was a very harrowing experience. So uh, landing in Detroit and uh, people didn't know what was going on. All kinds of things were happening, and uh, but. Uh, it's just uh, something that <clears throat> that we'll never forget, and we should never forget, as much as some people want to put, bury it in the past. Amen. Uh, by the way, uh, just out of curiosity, is the book by our dear friend William Norman Grigg, Freedom well, on the Altar, the UN's Crusade Against God and Family, is that still in print? I don't believe it's still in print. Uh, there are some copies available uh, I actually have some on uh, on our camp bookstore and our, our website. We have some available. Uh, people donate books to me on a regular basis, and sometimes I get nice little batches of that. That's an incredible book. Yes. And um, it, the cover of the book says really says it all about the spiritual perspective of the UN. Very creepy. Media, very creepy uh, cover. <laughs> yes. It's the meditation room. You say, oh, yes. the medit so they must be very spiritual here at the UN. Well, uh, we found out, uh, and it was something I found through Gary Allen's writings many, many years before that, that it was the Lucius Trust that maintains the um, the meditation room at the UN. The Lucius Trust used to be called the Lucifer Trust, right. but 
the name Lucifer had a negative connotation with some people for some reason. <laughs> and for some strange reason, it just didn't sit well with some people. I think it was too. It was a glaring revel, revelation of what their true intentions are, uh, and they decided to name it the Lucius Trust. So, which doesn't really tell you too much. <laughs> well, if anybody wants to order that book, which I just just discovered right now maybe uh, purchased from the Camp Constitution website, campconstitution.net, campconstitution.net. Ask for Freedom on the Altar, the UN's Crusade Against God and Family by William Norman Grigg, G-R-I-G-G. And uh, sure do miss William. He was a dear, dear brother. Uh, I remember we sponsored William uh, a speech of his in October of 20, uh, 2001, and uh, he made some interesting comments. One of them was um, uh, every time you say – you have to say – when you spell communism, you have to spell out U-N, C-O-M-M-U-N. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great sense of humor. Yes, he did, and he was brilliant. Um I, I used to tell people that if you ride around with Will for a day or two, I said it should be worth several college credits. Yes, he had the nickname Thesaurus Rex <laughs> because of it because of his vocabulary, his vast oh, yeah. vocabulary. And if anybody wants to listen to a tribute I paid uh, to William Norman Grigg, go to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio website com, and type in the search engine Grigg, G-R-I-G-G, and uh, a couple of the interviews I had with William will appear. I've got to have my webmaster, Eric Nielsen, dig up some older interviews that I had with William because I don't see them on the uh, screen right now as I'm looking at it, especially the one that was specifically on his book, Freedom on the Altar. Not sure why that isn't on there right now, but I, I'm going to try my best to get that back up there. Uh, many of those older programs were conducted in a day when I wasn't archiving them. I was uh, new to hosting my own radio show, although I had worked in radio since the 1980s. I didn't have my own radio show till 2005, and uh, it uh, took a while uh, to get used to. Uh, being someone with all those responsibilities of hosting a show. But uh, I am thankful that Eric Nielsen is now uh, keeping up uh, with all of that uh, for the broadcasts that I conduct now and have been doing since 2005. But uh, first of all... Yeah, uh, to I, want, I want to mention, too, that Norman, uh, Norman Grigg wrote a book uh, called uh, Global Gun Grab, mm -hmm. which was a small, kind of a small paperback. At the cover of it, had a handgun with a twisted barrel. Yes. It's a statue in front of the UN, one of the entranceways. And uh, when the book the book came out, and I remember there was a Professor Nutter, and quote, that was his real name. Mm -hmm. And he was hired by local police departments to train uh, police departments to spot so-called right-wing extremists or whatever they call them. And they made he made reference to his book. So Will had Will had a great he, he got a hold of Nutter. And Nutter said, do you really think the U.N. is trying to take our guns away? He said, Professor Nutter, have you ever been to the U.N. headquarters in New York City? He says, yes, I have. Have you noticed the handgun, the statue of a handgun twisted with a barrel twisted? He said, yes, I have. He said, uh, Professor Nutter, where we come from, we call that a clue. 
(laughs) (laughs) And of course, uh, liberals who would love what that statue symbolizes are thinking and speaking and believing and behaving in great ignorance because if that day ever comes where the citizens of the United States are completely uh, without firearms, uh, these liberals may come to realize that even they will be slaves of the government and who knows, may wind up in concentration camps like the Jews did in Nazi Germany. Imagine if it was a common thing for a Jewish household to be fully armed back then. Uh, I don't know how successful they would have been in completely and totally uh, standing off with the Nazis, but it, it would have took them longer. I'll tell you that much. Uh, to well, we look at we look at the the Warsaw Uprising. Yes, back I think it was nineteen forty four in the ghetto. In the ghetto. When, yes, when they they had no option but to fight back, and while they weren't successful. They uh, they were able to hold a, about a division or more with with just a handful of weapons. So sometimes, uh, and like our friend Charles Van uh, Van Veek, who uh, chased four communist terrorists out of his church, he, he'll be one of the presenters this weekend. Back tw- thirty years ago, all he had was a thirty eight stub nose wow. and five rounds, wow. and he was able to save the lives of uh, there was a thousand people in that church. And they came in. They killed eleven, wounded about a dozen. And Charles had a he he had a he was able to get some clean shots off. And they ran, thinking that there were other armed people. And because of that, he was able to save many more lives. Their goal was to kill every single man, woman, and child in that church, and they were not successful. Hmm. Well, uh, tell our listeners about Camp Constitution. Well, yes, uh, Camp Constitution is a New Hampshire-based charitable trust. We were founded back in 2008-2009. Uh, we run a week-long family camp, uh, and we just had our camp this past July, as well as uh, we have uh, weekend retreats, ladies' retreats. We have a family retreat coming up the end of this month in a, in a camp, um, <clears throat> Sentinel, which is a Christian camp in Tuftonboro, New Hampshire. It's a Friday, September 29th to October 1st. We also host the Samuel Blumenfeld Archives, and I'm sure uh, if you knew Will Grigg, you probably knew Sam Blumenfeld. I didn't know him, but I knew who he was. Oh, yes. Well, or Sam is. Sam was a dear – yeah, well, he passed away in 15. Oh, okay. Sam was a – yeah, he was a dear friend of mine, and uh, he was also one of our instructors. But more importantly, he was a pioneer in the homeschool movement. Right. And he left me his – yeah, he left me his papers and his writings – and uh, over 200 legal-sized boxes, as, as well as shopping bags. And uh, with that, we digitized most of that library, uh, including his speech. We had speeches on cassettes and reel-to-reels. We had his books. We had his writings. In fact, he was a very good friend of uh, uh, Reverend Rushduni, Rushduni. Mm-hmm. And he wrote for the Calcedon. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I used to see his articles in there when they had a, yes, when they had a hard copy uh, and, magazine that they mailed out. They did. That's right. That's right. He was a regular contributor. He wrote he was one of the first to acknowledge that we are being deliberately dumbed down. He recognized that in the early 60s when he was an editor at Grosset and Dunlop and uh, a friend of his who was an attorney, a New York City attorney, said, Sam, I'm starting a reading reform group. 
He said, why would you need that? He said, reading is so simple. All you have to do is learn the phonics, learn the sounds, and bingo, you're a good reader. He said, Sam, you got to read a book by uh, Rudolf Fleisch called Why Johnny Can't Read. And that book changed his life. Mm -hmm. And uh, he later became, he came to have a knowledge of Christ. And he wrote, a, his essay was never published publicly. It was Why I Became a Christian. And then he wrote a second one, Why I Became a Calvinist. So uh, wow. he was from a Jewish background, yes. uh, but he became a, a Jewish tulip. <laughs> I'm surprised that the Chalcedon Foundation has not brought that into print. Uh, well, we have it available. And oh. our, if you go to the, yeah, if you go to our website, campconstitution.net you'll see the drop down blumenfeld archive and all we need is from for, to sign up is an email address and a username and you have unlimited access to it and you can spend days and days listening to all the recordings the video watching the videos and his essays his newsletter he did an incredible amount of newsletters uh some of them are pretty timeless and uh, he did have that I think you'll see uh, his essays you'll see one of them entitled well two one why I became a Christian and the second one was uh, why he became a Calvinist. So that's he, great. What what brought up the Christianity? Now he was a uh, pretty much a secular. He said he lost his faith. He was a nominal Jew. You know they they might have observed holidays. Yeah, there's a God, but he wasn't too excited about it. After his dad died, he became a what he said a um, a uh, a sad atheist. But he was doing some research onto the the history of education in the United States that brought him to the New England Calvinists. And he was uh, then he read John Calvin's book Institutes, and that led him. Some people just pick up a simple Bible track. He has to read a, this really this very heavy tome, and that's what led him to a, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we were very uh, very happy about that. But it's a great uh, a great place to get information. And and Sam actually um, getting back to the UN for a second. Sam was friends of a man named Mos uh, Dr. Mose Shombe. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He was the president of a province in what used to be called the Belgian Congo called Gatenga. And he had seceded from uh, from uh, the Congo, now it's Zaire, uh, <clears throat> when a pro-communist or a communist leader, Patrus Lamumba, came into power. And the United Nations waged an aggressive war against this peaceful province that um, the reason why they went after him is because they had uranium and other minerals. But uh, Shombe was a pro-Westerly. He was a Christian man. And uh, Sam interviewed him uh, when he was in exile in Spain back in the early 60s. And Sam interviewed him in French. Now, we have an English translation, of course, that's available. It was interesting that Sam made reference to the conspiracy. And, <clears throat> and Shombe says, Ma oui, la force occulte. That's what he referred to as the conspiracy. Uh, and uh, for folks who don't know what happened in Gatanga, the United Nations, mainly using white Irish soldiers, bombed hospitals, murdered and raped. These were the so-called peacekeepers. And uh, there was actually some doctors. Uh, they were based in France, I believe. Um, 46. There was a book called 46 Doctors. And they they appealed to the leaders of the world that this carnage must stop. They appealed to the Vatican. They appealed to Washington. They appealed to all the capitals in Europe. And the answer was more guns, more soldiers, et cetera, et cetera. And they subjugated that poor province of Katanga that had a growing middle class. They had they were Muslims and Christians and Jews got along fine, which is, doesn't happen much in today's world. 
and uh, and they took him down. And it was a, a tragedy, but it was the so-called U.N. peacekeepers that did this. And you can actually see a documentary, a film that was made uh, just called Gatanga. Uh, you can go on YouTube and find it. And that's one that's one of the very early instances of the U.N. showing its true hand, its true totalitarian hand. Now, before we get into the topic, uh, let's hear more about some uh, details on exactly how Camp Constitution functions and so on and how uh, families and churches uh, in our audience can actually take advantage physically of this thing that you have to offer. Well, we have our one-week family camp. Uh, Next year will be July 14th to the 19th. And in it, we have programs for all ages, and it's a family camp where whole families come. We have in-laws, grandparents, um, and we have programs for, I think, from four years old up till adults. And a typical day, we have three classes in the morning. We have morning devotions. It's a non-denominational camp, so people from, you know, we're, we, you know, we're, we're Christ-centered, but we're not denominational-centered. Um so we have uh, some, I think, some of the world's top instructors, people like Professor Willie Soon, who's one of the world's top atmospheric scientists, who I believe came to a knowledge of Christ at our camp way back, I think, in 15 or 16. Uh, uh, probably somebody, um, uh, some of the folks may f- be familiar. We had um, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Pastor Dave Whitney of the Institute of the Constitution. He's a regular instructor at our camp. We did have for a few years a British Lord, Lord Christopher Monckton. Uh, we have Tom Dewey's over the years. Um, and uh, we al- always try to get a couple of new instructors. This Next year we're going to have a lady who played a role in the movie um, Unplanned, uh, which is the Abby Johnson story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and sh- uh, uh, she was the abortion nurse in the movie. Hmm. It, was a, not a, it, was, it was probably the most, the most important scene in the movie. Uh, Julie Wilkinson, but Julie was also an abortion nurse in her unsaved days. And uh, the man who played the abortion doctor in the movie was also a a real life abortion doctor. And and, and now she she spends most of her time exposing the abortion industry. And uh, so she's she's an incredible speaker. And uh, we were supposed to have the youngest state rep, youngest elected official in the country. She couldn't make it, but hopefully we'll get her. Maybe she won't be the youngest next year. Uh, she's a state rep from New Hampshire. She's 18 years of age, and she got elected when she had just turned 18. And so she, it's very encouraging. She's a staunch constitutionalist, uh, Valerie McDonald. And uh, we um, we also have Alex Newman. I'm sure somebody you're familiar with. Alex is uh, – Alex, really, uh, he and Sam Blumenfeld co-authored uh, Sam's last book called Crimes of the Educators. And Alex has a show on frank speech, uh, can, uh, which uh, as well as other formats. And in addition to the uh, great instruction, we have a lot of uh, wholesome activity. We go on field trips. Uh, when we were closer to Boston, we had a camp that was about 90 minutes away. We would go to Con- Concord, Lexington, and uh, – and see the sites there and the state house. But now we're in New Hampshire. So we, but this New England as well as Pennsylvania has history. It's plenty of history. So uh, in the evening, we have an evening campfire uh, where campers uh, will maybe display their musical talents. So we sing a lot of the, some of the hymns and some of the old fashioned, even corny songs and corny jokes, but uh, it's just a great experience. And what's great, we get new people. We, we do attract a lot of homeschoolers. We, have uh, information tables at homeschool shows. 
around the region. I hadn't been to Chaps, but I've been to uh, the one in Pennsylvania for about four or five years in a row, the Christian Homeschools of Pennsylvania. And so that tends to be our targeted market. And it's just a great time. And we have people that ask us, why can't it be two weeks? You know, and uh, this year we had a lot of the young ladies coming for the first time and they were crying because they had such a great time. They didn't want to have it to end. We videotape all of our classes and some of our activity. We also have marksmanship. Uh, we, 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 this year we had a, a man who actually trains uh, for uh, trains churches dealing with active shooters. And he um, not only did he give a good class on the subject, but he also uh, he and his colleague um, took about 15 to 20 young people who had never fired before. Maybe it was maybe close to 30 who had never fired before and left there as uh, pretty well knowledgeable in the uh, that incredible, important thing of uh, the, the right to keep and bear arms. Well, and, uh, we do uh, we do things around the we do have uh, a weekend camp, I said, coming up. So it's just a, re- a camp like just on a smaller version. Uh, we have a ladies retreat and I mentioned the Blumenfeld archive. Uh, we have a channel with a rumble channel as well as YouTube channel. And we have a radio show, which is uh, which uh, you can get on on Potomatic. It's uh, we actually broadcast out of it's WBCQ. The planet is the radio station. But we brought we uh, we archive most of these shows, and uh, you can pick them up on Podomatic. Just put in Camp Constitution. Well, when we return from our first commercial break, I'd like you to do something that we always have first-time guests do. I'd like you to give a summary of your salvation testimony that would include sure. uh, the kind of religious atmosphere, if any, in which you were raised, and what kind of providential circumstances our sovereign Lord raised up in your life that drew you to himself and saved you. So we'll have you do that when we return. Anybody wants to join us with a question of your own, send it to chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. The Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society presents The Future of Christendom 2023, The Gospel at War. September 15th to the 16th in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, featuring Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. We are excited to be including a formal debate in this year's conference. Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries will be debating Dr. Gregory Coles, author of Single Gay Christian, a personal journey of faith and sexual identity. The debate topic, is gay Christian a biblically acceptable identity for a member of Christ's church? So come join us for the sixth Future of Christendom conference. The event will take place at Spooky Nook Sports in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and will run from Friday evening through all day Saturday with an invitation to the Sunday morning worship service of the Independence Reformed Bible Church. This will be a weekend packed with practical teaching with a theme of the gospel at war in many areas of our culture, including government schools, the Supreme Court, missions, feminism, and even the church pulpits. Head to futureofchristendom.org. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. 
I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arns and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arns and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on the sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnzen while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. 
PuritanPHX.com. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society Jewelers of America and the Gemological Institute of America for the perfect custom designed engagement ring or any one of a kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered no matter where you live in the world Royal Diadem will walk you step by step through every stage of the process and even hold a high tech internet virtual visit using state of the art jewelry design technology to serve you they start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit RoyalDiadem.com. That's RoyalDiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to Praying For and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this mind-blowing opportunity. RoyalDiadem.com is offering us 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry to an Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listener simply by that listener mentioning Iron Sharpens Iron Radio when they make their purchase. So whether you are purchasing a piece of jewelry they already have in stock at RoyalDiadem.com or perhaps you're customizing a piece of jewelry like an engagement ring or perhaps you want to take your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your business logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo, and turn it into a pendant for a necklace or a ring or something, or anything else that your imagination and creativity can conjure up in your brain, RoyalDiadem.com will turn what's in your brain into a physical piece of jewelry that will blow your mind. I've seen firsthand the mastery that they have over custom designing jewelry, and you're assured that it will come out exactly the way you want it to because you, no matter where in the world you live, through the miracle of computer software, are able to see every single phase and step of the customization process. So you have your input heard by RoyalDiadem.com during every phase. You can change things. You can correct things. You can change your own mind and say, you know something? I think I like this bigger and this smaller, and I'd like the stone to be a different color, and on and on. And then finally, after you've already approved of the visual uh, pictures of your uh, custom design jewelry on top of that no matter where in you in the world you live they will ship to you a three-dimensional wax prototype of the exact dimensions of your customized piece of jewelry and then when you finally approve of that or after you make more changes 
and approve of it later, uh, they will make the final cast and turn it into a final piece of jewelry. So please, if you have any interest in buying yourself or someone you love jewelry, please do it soon because we have no idea when RoyalDiadem.com will pull the plug on this offer to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio where we get, where we get 100% of the profits from the sale. So go to RoyalDiadem.com, RoyalDiadem.com. Mention Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. We are now back with our guest today, Hal Shirtliff. <clears throat> By the way, Hal, I can remember uh, very clearly as a child or as a teenager uh, growing up on Long Island and going to the 7-Eleven, and there would be signs on the doors that said, no one is allowed who is shoeless or shirtless. I'm like, <laughs> shirt, shirt, uh, shirtless is actually what I meant to say. But anyway, um, as I said before the break, we have a tradition here where whenever we have a first-time guest, we have the guests give a summary of their salvation testimony, and I'd love to hear yours. Well, yes. Well, I uh, was raised in a congregational church that at that time in the 60s, early 70s was Bible believing. And I attended a week long camp in Northfield, Massachusetts, where there used to be a prep school, a school's a Christian prep school. And I made a profession of faith. Uh, I remember uh, getting a Bible and uh, the pastors had John 316 uh, underlined in there. And I was active in the church. Uh, but in my teenage, uh, 16 to 17 and older, I was backslidden. I uh, kind of embraced an agnosticism. And, but it was when I was 27 years old is when I, uh, and I was always a conservative minded person. I was never some leftist. Um, I remember watching some of the, uh, cable TV, uh, televangelist and would, you know, ah, oh, these buy, they're just in for the money. And as God was getting my attention, I started slowing down and started listening to, to some of these people. And I had a very unusual experience. And uh, I have a, I still have it. Uh, I have this uh, mahogany bookcase, glass doors. And it was in the afternoon. I was working a, a night shift at the time. And there was a series of articles in the local uh, newspaper, the Boston Herald, about a, about a um, exorcism that a priest was performing in the North Shore of Boston. And I read the article, and I said, this is a bunch of baloney. And I put it down, and I t- took a little nap. And I woke up when the door of my bookcase popped open, and the books fell to the floor, and then the door slammed shut. And my, my heart was racing. I went to get my – I had to calm down and get my landlord, who was a friend. And I said, just kind of quietly, maybe you can explain what happened. Well, the simple thing is a dowel from the shelf uh, fell, and the momentum of the weight of the books forced the, the doors to shut, slam shut. And, and uh, in my panic, I'm thinking, "Oh, we've got demons in the house. I got to move. I got to sell my house. I mean, I got to move. I got to find another apartment, etc." And God was getting my attention because I thought, "Well, if there's no God, if there is a if there's a devil, there's got to be a God." And that sort of slowly led me back into God's grace and. I attended a few different churches and met a wonderful Christian woman, and we've been happily married for 30-plus years with uh, four beautiful homeschooled. My youngest is now um, in her second year at Liberty University. And so uh, I started learning more about the uh, Calvinist perspective. Of course, a lot of people in the Christian community uh, are pre-tribulationist, and it was through a gentleman who was from uh, lived in Pennsylvania, Tom Parsley, back in the early 90s. And then, of course, I met Sam Blumenfeld, and Sam introduced me to uh, the Calcedon Foundation. 
And I was very, uh, just very much impressed by the scholarship and uh, just their dedication and their knowledge of Scripture and the history of the church, too. It's amazing how few Christians really know much about their, their incredible Christian history. Well, great. Well, we all rejoice in knowing that the, uh, the Lord of hosts rescued you from yourself and the uh, devil and damnation and are now uh, a brother in Christ. Um, well, now let's set the stage for our main topic today. The United Nations is an institution that many people in the United States, maybe even most, look upon as a bulwark for keeping peace in the world. Uh, and they, when they hear people like us talking about we've got to get the United States out of the United Nations, they look at us as nut jobs, obviously. Uh, they think that we are unnecessarily raising the ire of all of the other nations in the globe who are a part of the United Nations, uh, that somehow if, if we were to get our wish and we did remove ourselves from the United Nations and go, I'll go even a step further, uh, kick the United Nations out of the United States, uh, that it would be a suicidal effort. Uh, and I'm sure, obviously, judging from the theme of our program today, you vehemently and vociferously disagree with that. So why don't you, first of all, tell us uh, when and why the United Nation uh, was founded? Well, it was founded in 1945 in San Francisco, and uh, they had a meeting prior to that in D.C., Dunbarton, Dunbarton Oaks, I think is the name of the, the community where they had their early meeting. And in Washington, in uh, San Francisco, it was right towards the end of World War II. And there was a what we say a war weary world. Say that three times real fast. I have trouble with it. Huh. And they thought, well, we, you know, if we uh, the League of Nations, which was an earlier attempt to have a world government or a world entity, the United States did not join wisely. And they so they thought, okay, we need to have this entity that will prevent more uh, world wars. And what people don't realize is that the man who was the first. Um, the first man who uh, was the acting secretary general, Alger Hiss, was a Soviet agent. So I kind of beg the question, what possible good can come out of any entity that was founded by a Soviet agent? A man who was not just a Soviet agent, but an agent of Joe Stalin, one of the most wicked men of the easily the 20th century, maybe of the history of mankind. Uh, and people will, people don't know this. They're not taught this in schools. They have these model UNs where they talk about how wonderful the UN is and how without the UN we would have had World War III by now. Well, since its founding, we've had hundreds of wars. We may not have had world wars, but we've had all kinds of wars. And in fact, um, the uh, the first war that we got involved with after the uh, UN was founded, it was founded in 45, and uh, there was a treaty that was passed that created, and it was only two U.S. senators that voted against it. And uh, as a former colleague of mine would say, they should put statutes to them. Henry Shipstead, 
Uh, he was a senator, I think, from one from Minnesota, one from, I think, North Dakota, Shipstead and Langston. They weren't that well known in those days, but they simply read the charter. And if you read the U.N. charter, most people don't read it. It's a really an Orwellian doublespeak. And the U.N. Um, uh, and the U.N. bill of uh, uh, the U.N. Uh, the thing that came out about a year later, the U.N. Uh, International U.N. Um, uh, rights. Um, it says that it, I'll just paraphrase that in one one particular uh, part of that, you have the right to worship, the right to travel, the right to vacations. Even you don't even find that in our Constitution. Right. But then a few paragraphs later, they qualify all those rights out of existence if they say it's not consistent with the teachings and foundings of the U.N. or the, the, the policies enshrined in the U.N. So all of those things are just uh, thrown out. The United States was founded by mainly Christian men, and our Constitution presupposes a Christian perspective. The UN, on the other hand, is just the opposite. It is a it is an entity that where rights are not granted by God. The purpose of the UN isn't to protect God-given rights; it's to basically protect the interest of the UN. And um, and Alger Hiss, by the way, was eventually found guilty. He, uh, the the uh, treason part was uh, statute of limitations had run out, but he did go to jail for a couple of years for lying under oath when he was, when he denied his communist affiliations. Uh, the first um, UN war that we fought was in Korea, and uh, President um, Harry Truman at that time said that um, he's basically going to a higher authority. That's the same thing that uh, George W. Bush said. And he uh, because the U.N. Security Council is the one that declares war. What happened was we passed the U.N. Participation Act in 1945-46 and saying that any time the U.N. votes to go to war, we have to comply. That is a total violation of the Constitution. Article one, section eight says Congress declare wars, not the U.N. They don't even call them wars. They call them so-called police actions. I don't see that term in my constitution, and I'm sure you don't either. So that UN, um, that first UN war was lost. We're still over there. Uh, we had a treaty. We never uh, a truce that's never been ended. And it was interesting that General MacArthur, who initially was pro UN, uh, he said that the soldier above others of all others prays for peace because he must bear the deepest scars and wounds of war. His Inchon um, campaign was a stroke of absolute genius. The UN didn't know about it. In fact, I had a, I was friendly with a man who was his pilot. It was in in the in the room when it was being planned. And somebody said, uh, one of his adjutants said, uh, "General, you need to tell the UN." And he said a word that I don't want to say on a Christian radio show: the UN. Uh, he learned pretty quickly that the UN was not an ally of the United States. In fact, at that time. The Undersecretary of Political Affairs, who had privy to all information about the war, was a, was a Russian. And anything that happened went right to Russia. Moscow learned about it before D.C. did. So that's why um, my, my, um, MacArthur did not let the U.N. know about his plans for Inchon. And it was a sm smashing success. And, uh, and they, he was eventually relieved because he had a mistaken notion that he was trained to win wars. That was no longer the objective, and uh, it was. And we paid the price. We've been paying for the price ever since. We fought in Vietnam under a subdivision of NATO called CETO, S-E-A-T-O, 
which is now defunct, Southeast Asia Treaty Organization. Victory was never the objective. We had two Gulf Wars, which uh, cost us lots of lives and uh, soldiers, billions of dollars, of, uh, if not trillions, in military hardware and fi- uh, foreign aid. And uh, things there are worse than they were when, we got, when, when the UN got involved. We look at, uh, here's an example, the PLO. The PLO is a terrorist organization. They had a seat at the UN. In the early 70s, the UN uh, voted to, uh, to get rid of Taiwan, which was the recognized country of China, and seat the com- communist China, kick out Taiwan. And at that time, Mao Zedong, who made Stalin look like an altar boy, was in charge. Genocide was the rule in communist China. And yet the UN embraced communist China. And, you know, that's just a handful of the things. Uh, and so when people say that, uh, oh, you know, you, know uh, you must be crazy. You want to get out of the UN. Look at all they've done. And I say, yo, give, give me some examples of what they've done. Right. And then right. they, you know, they really can't come up with, oh, they'll say, well, they have something, um, UNICEF. That's it. The United Nations Children's Fund. I said, what do you know about UNICEF? Uh, and I'm sure I, I remember trick-or-treating for UNICEF. Oh, yes. Back so did I. So did I. And I wish that my parents, my parents who were conservative, but they didn't know much about the UN right. because they certainly would have let me, uh, they learned later on through me. Uh, they said, we will never let you raise money for the UN. UNICEF was uh, funding terrorists in Africa in uh, what was used to be Rhodesia. Some of the, uh, they would, uh, the terrorists would actually come over and missionaries and kill them, murder them, uh, women and children, and they would find UN, UNICEF, uh, packets they would support these people and um and that's it and they'll all they'll they'll tell us some some of the people and there's a lot of folks that are conservative minded who tell us that well look the un is useless you guys get a little too nervous about that and i said really i have a map you know if this was a if this was a video i would show it it's a map of the world where there are un missions they are actually monitoring our elections the united nations Not one person at the U.N. is elected. They're all appointed by their various governments, yet they have the temerity to monitor our elections, you see. So they have a school in Tokyo. They have have involvement all over the world. And, in fact, at the conference, uh, my first time I went to the Mars conference, Mid-Atlantic Reformation, uh, Future of Christendom, was in 2018. And I met a gentleman, and I wish I remembered what country. He was a one who helped. He was a Christian. He helped write the Constitution, and he told me that the UN will go in there and they'll offer them money for educational purposes. And uh, the president at the time said, "You know, let's take it. It's free." And he said, "It may be free, but it's the UN curriculum. You don't want that." I have another friend that's uh, he's from the South Sudan, and he said the South Sudan is a new country now. And they're having all kinds of problems. And he said the U.N. comes in and offers all kinds of money. But with that money, you've got to accept the homosexual. You've got to accept that agenda. You've got to promote it in the schools. You've got to get the vaccines. And so they have such an evil influence around, around the world and around the country, and especially in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, you go to the average person there where, they, where it was a U.N. peacekeeping, the Ivory Coast, that's an example you can go and uh, go on your website and put in Ivory Coast um, UN um, UN peacekeepers, and you'll see that these so-called peacekeepers had uh, 
were child trafficking. Uh, they actually fired upon citizens who were criticizing. They were demonstrated against this U.N. mission, and they killed these people in cold blood. For some strange reason, you don't f- hear about that. Even in Fox News and Newsmax, you don't even hear that very seldom. So, right. Uh, right. And so that's why I think it's important that shows like your show and uh, many others uh, speak out against the U.N., and, uh, you know, we learned a lot about the WHO, didn't we, uh, during the, uh, mm-hmm. the China virus uh, lockdown. <clears throat> the WHO was another arm of the U.N. And World Health Organization. Trump. Hello? That's a, and that's Hello. totally, yeah, that's totally controlled by the communist Chinese. Right. <clears throat> but we are going to our midway break right now. And uh, if you have a question for our guest today, Hal Shirtliff. Please send it to chrisarnzen at gmail.com, chrisarnzen at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence if you live outside the USA. Please only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Like, for instance, you are agreeing with things my guest is saying, but you are at odds with your own elders and pastor and your own congregation, or maybe you're a pastor and you're at odds with your own fellow elders, uh, perhaps even at odds with your own denomination over something you're asking about. We understand that those reasons would definitely be compelling factors to remain anonymous. But if you're just asking general questions, please give us your first name, at least city and state and country of residence. We'll be right back with Hal Shirtliff. Oh, by the way, folks, please be patient with us. This is the longer break in the middle of the show. Because Grace Life Radio, 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida, requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show because the FCC requires of them to use this uh, break to localize uh, Iron Trip and Zion Radio geographically to Lake City, Florida, with their own public service announcements while we air our globally heard commercials. Please be patient. We'll be right back. The Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society presents The Future of Christendom 2023, The Gospel at War. September 15th to the 16th in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, featuring Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. We are excited to be including a formal debate in this year's conference. Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries will be debating Dr. Gregory Coles, author of Single Gay Christian, a personal journey of faith and sexual identity. The debate topic, is gay Christian a biblically acceptable identity for a member of Christ's church? So come join us for the sixth Future of Christendom Conference. The event will take place at Spooky Nook Sports in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and will run from Friday evening through all day Saturday with an invitation to the Sunday morning worship service of the Independence Reformed Bible Church. This will be a weekend packed with practical teaching with a theme of the gospel at war in many areas of our culture, including government schools, the Supreme Court, missions, feminism, and even the church pulpits. Head to futureofchristendom.org. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. Back again, again. 
there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org. That's g3min.org. And enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson, I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on the sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com, for details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking Podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tom Buck a First Baptist Church in Lindell, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Andrew Rappaport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Romaldi, pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Prineville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larksville, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. 
Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnzen is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel, and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums, and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. 
Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our Sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King, Jesus Christ, today and always. Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parents and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future. 
and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, solid-ground-books.com is currently experiencing a huge slump in book sales. So I'm hoping that everybody listen will either purchase books from solid-ground-books.com today for the very first time, or if you've purchased before, that you will place your largest order ever, if at all possible, at solid-ground-books.com to help alleviate uh, the the stress of this sales slump from them. Uh, they are a primary, uh, a vital, a premier advertiser on Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, and I seriously doubt that we could continue to exist without the financial support that comes through their advertising. So please go to solid-ground-books.com today, purchase generously, and mention Chris Arns of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. And remember, folks, you're not only going to be doing solid-ground-books.com a favor by purchasing books from them, and you're not only going to be doing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio a favor by keeping an important advertiser happy, you're going to be doing yourself and anyone for whom you are purchasing books from solid-ground-books.com an enormous favor of incalculable value because they publish Nothing but the very finest in Christian literature dating back to the 16th century Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our current day, including such modern-day authors as Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries, who is the keynote speaker of the conference we are promoting today, uh, the Future of Christendom Conference in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, featuring uh, also my uh, guest today, Hal Shirtliff, and other speakers. So please uh, go to solid-ground-books.com and purchase generously and mention Chris Arns and Iron Trip and Zion Radio. Before I return to Hal Shirtliff, I just have a couple of very important announcements to make. If you love this show, folks, and you don't want it to disappear from the airwaves, I'm urging you, please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer snail mail, mailing us a physical check to a physical address the old-fashioned way from your local post office, well, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can mail your checks made payable to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. If you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, parachurch ministry, business, uh, your private practice like a law firm or a medical firm, or perhaps it's just a special event you want to promote, well, whatever it is, as long as it's compatible with what I believe, I would love to help you launch an ad campaign because we are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations. So send me an email if you are interested in advertising to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. Also, uh, please remember that I never want anybody listening to give your own church where you are a member less money than you normally give your church on the Lord's Day in order to bless Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Please don't cut into the finances that you have set aside for your own local church for Lord's Day giving in order to help us. Never do that. And if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, 
Wait until you are more financially stable and back on your feet before you bless us with a financial gift. Two things are clear in the Bible about our finances. We're commanded to support our own church, and we're commanded to support our families. Uh, supporting Iron Sharpens Iron Radio is obviously not a command of God. But if you love the show and you want it to continue to exist, and you are blessed financially above and beyond your ability to provide for church and family, please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Also, folks, I want to remind you, if you're a man in ministry leadership, I invite you to the next biannual Iron Sharpens Iron Radio free pastor's luncheon uh, with keynote speaker Jeff Noblet, one of the most powerful preachers I've ever heard. He is the senior pastor of Grace Life Church of the Shoals in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, which financially supports churches, biblically sound churches, all over the world. And I'm sure if you are a man in ministry leadership, you are going to be richly blessed by what uh, Pastor Jeff Noblet has to say on October 5th at the luncheon. And not only is the admission free of charge, and not only is your meal free of charge, everybody attending receives a heavy sack of free brand new books personally selected by me and donated by Christian publishers all over the United States and United Kingdom, and you can't beat that. So if you want to attend this event on Thursday, October 5th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania, which is Perry County, Pennsylvania, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put Pastor's Luncheon in the subject line. Last but not least, if you are not a member of a biblically faithful, Christ-honoring, theologically sound, doctrinally solid church like the Independence Reformed Bible Church in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, I have extensive lists spanning the globe of biblically faithful churches and may be able to help you find a church no matter where you live on the planet Earth, as I have done on many occasions with listeners in our audience, sometimes helping them find churches within just a couple of minutes from where they live. And that may be you, too, if you are without a church home that's biblically sound. Send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put, I need a church in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in a question to Hal Shirtliff on why the United States must get out of the United Nations. chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I was just looking at a question for our guest. Here it is. Uh, her name is Louise from Storm Lake, Iowa. And uh, Louise says, can you list some primary prominent figures from history on both sides of the United Nations issue when it was first forming, both on the pro and on the con side? and briefly explain their reasons for either being for or against it. Well, that's an, I, I did mention uh, that when the UN was uh, the UN treaty was ratified, there were only two senators that voted against it out of. Uh, wow. Yeah, there was wow. 48 at that point. Right. Before Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, no, actually, 46 uh, Shipstead and Langdon. Uh, one was from, I think, North Dakota. One was from Minnesota. Uh, but over the years, there were some that have uh, regretted their vote. Um, who was the gentleman that ran for president in the early 50s um, from Ohio? Uh, uh, t- uh, I almost said, yeah, t- he was a nephew of Taft, President Taft, uh, Robert Taft. He regretted his vote, and he said uh, we should have done it alone. 
And uh, over the years, there's been a number of critics of the UN. Uh, one of the earliest books that I recommend on the subject was written by G. Edward Griffin. Uh, it was called uh, The Fearful Master. And uh, that, that was an, uh, an example of somebody who was uh, in college, was, was taught that this UN was a great entity. And he simply looked at the facts. He looked at the history. He looked at the principal agents uh, behind it. And he decided that this was a pretty rotten organization. Uh, I think Ezra Tapp Benson, who at that point, uh, he had been part of the Department of Agriculture. He was head of the Mormon Church at one time, uh, was very much against the U.N. Uh, so there have been a lot of people um, one, uh, against it, but they, they don't get a lot of uh, visibility. And again, there's a lot of good, decent people that think, you know, we we really don't want to get out of the U.N. because, gee, we have to at least um, know what they're doing. Uh, that stupid line in the movie, you need to keep your enemies close, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer, right. which is kind of a stupid thing. I want to. That's a mafia. Isn't that a mafia thing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I either want to vanquish my enemies or keep them far from me. Uh, I don't need to have them near me because I know they want to do damage to me. So, um, anyway, uh, now as far as people that support the UN, well, there's lots of people. Uh, you look at the media. Uh, you look at. Uh, I mean, Harry Truman was a big champion of the UN. Al Jahis, the first general secretary whom I mentioned, acting general Any, secretary. Anybody that would surprise uh, the more conservative listener. That supported the U.N.? Yes. Uh, well, you know, it's in, I can't say offhand, but you have to look at, look at George W. Bush. Mm. He was a big supporter of the U.N. In fact, when he gave that speech at a joint session of Congress in the wake of the uh, – right before the Gulf War, he said, what we have here is a real chance of this new world order. And then he defined it. A U.N. is envisioned by its founders. So then you have to ask. Was the that was that George H.W. Bush or George W. Bush? Uh, I'm sorry. H.W. OK. The, 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 the elder. Um, yeah, right, H.W., right. not W. Right. Yeah. But W. was also a big advocate of the right. U.N. Right. George Schultz, a big advocate of the U.N. You could look at most uh, most people. Uh, you know, m most of the neocons love the neocon Republicans. On, on the other hand, Ron Paul, he would be a, a very good example of somebody who not only opposed the U.N., but uh, submitted bills as a member of Congress every two years. He called it the U.N., um, the Sovereignty Restoration Act. Mm -hmm. And I think that bill has been submitted um, over the years. And sometimes it gets 50 votes, sometimes it, if, if it comes to a vote. But the very fact that we're talking about it, that's the beginning of seeing it end. And, you know, we did get out of um, we got out of um, let's see, we, we got out of the WHO for a short time under under um, Trump. We got right back in it because of Biden. But we also got out of another arm of the U.N. I'm trying to think uh, what uh, UNESCO, UNESCO, United Nations Education, Science, Cultural Organization, uh, we got out of that under, I think it was the Reagan administration. We simply just just pull our, our funding. And I think it was one of the Bushes that got us back in. I don't know if it was Joe. I think it was George W. Bush that quietly got us back into UNESCO. Um, but without our money, the U.N. would dry up because we support it, I think, about 80, 90 percent. And when it comes to our troop, our soldiers <laughs> – you know, these U.N., uh, the, the, the Gulf War was supposed to be a U.N. operation. 
and it's usually like 95% Americans, maybe a, ba a handful of Canadians and a few uh, uh, from other militaries. But the bulk of the uh, fighting and the dying and the bleeding and the wounding uh, comes out of the United States. Uh, we have a listener named Reed in Bellevue, Nebraska. And Reed uh, says, I heard you mention G. Edward Griffin. I was wondering if you recommend his book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, A Second Look at the Federal Reserve. Uh, I highly, and not only do I recommend it, but I was honored to take him on a speaking tour of New England back when the book first came out. And if you go to a, any, go to YouTube and you put in Ed Griffin and Hal Shirtliff, you will see a very young version of me. I used to term almost good-looking version of me uh, interviewing <laughs> Ed, Gr Ed Griffin uh, on his book. So, and I actually got a chance to meet him again at his uh, Red Pill Expo. It, he actually held it in Hartford, Connecticut, back in '19. So I got a, not only did I had it was good to catch up with him because it's been a few years since I've seen him, but I had a nice stack of his book, and he was good enough to autograph them for me. Um, the Fearful Master, which is out of print, and it's one of the um, I think great books as a primer on the UN. It goes into the the founding, who were the founders, and the philosoph philosophical underpinnings. There's a few other good books that I recommend. Will Grigg, anything by Will Grigg, I'd recommend. Mm -hmm. But he wrote uh, Global Gun Global Global Gun Grab and um, uh, the one we mentioned earlier about um, the, the 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 spiritual aspect of the UN. Um, uh, I can't think of it. We were promoting it just as early on the show. Oh, you mean uh, uh, Freedom on the Altar? Is that what you mean? Freedom on the Altar. Thank you. Yes. As well as Changing Commands. That was another book published in the mid-90s. That goes into the military aspect of the United Nations and how uh, American soldiers basically, uh, when they fight under the UN auspices, are led by UN. In fact, Michael New. Michael knew I got a chance to meet Michael knew on a few occasions. He came to a camp I was affiliated with before we started camp constitution. He was an E4 specialist. And I th can't remember what nation he was stationed in. It was uh, in Europe and he was told to wear a UN helmet or a UN hat. And he said, no, he said, I took an oath to defend the U S constitution. And at that time he was under the direct command of a Turkish soldier, a UN uh, officer. And uh, he he made some made some news. Uh, didn't wasn't covered by everybody. He ended up getting a general discharge. Um, and it's sad that he was one of he was one of the few that spoke out. It should have been the generals and the admirals speaking out against the UN and uh, the United States soldiers being put under UN command. But um, he, uh, you know, a general a general discharge is not generally a, a good thing to get. Uh, but under those circumstances, uh, he held his ground. And uh, he uh, showed a lot of moral courage and he said, no, I'm not going to. He said, I'll, I'm not afraid to serve. I am not deserting. I'm just not serving under a foreign command. And he was ju very justified in that. Uh, well, going back to an earlier question just moments ago. So you're saying that as far as prominent figures, the only person that you can think of that was opposed to the U.N., uh, is or was Douglas MacArthur after he initially supported it and then regretted it? No, well, no, I met, Doug, I met Douglas MacArthur. I mentioned um, uh, the head of the Mormon Church, um, uh, and I mentioned Ron Paul, who was oh, a yeah, right, candidate right, right. for office. Yeah. 
I mentioned his son. But, I believe he's very much against the. Well, UN. yeah, well, that's that's uh, more recent, though. I'm speaking about when yeah. it was first. Uh, no, there was very, there was, yeah, there was very little uh, opposition to it. Just uh, as far as I know, just those two U.S. senators, and um, uh, and, and uh, Taft, uh, the man who was senator, Robert Taft, who became a presidential candidate. Um, he uh, he was he spoke out against it. So there has been, like I said, it has been some, but you're going to have to look for it. You know, now an organization like the John Birch Society was very much against getting inside the UN. That was one of its earliest campaigns, and so all the people affiliated with with that organization, uh, Larry McDonald, congressman from Georgia, who was playing was shot down by the Soviets in 1983. He was very much against it. Gary Allen, who wrote a uh, book that got six million copies distributed, None Dare Call a Conspiracy, was very much against it. Uh, so there's been a number of people against it. Uh, even Joe Scarborough, Joe Scarborough, now you know this screaming leftist that's on right. the Morning Joe. I don't, I don't trust him as far as I can spit. I think he's a fool. Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. It's interesting that he was once an anti-establishment Republican, and he sponsored a bill or co-sponsored a bill to get us out of the UN. Something they'd have probably denied. And now he's married to uh, the the. Uh, <clears throat> the daughter of one of the top deep staters, uh, right. Brzezinski. I mean, right. Brzezinski, you look up the word deep state in the dictionary, it should be a picture of him and Kissinger. Those are the two people I think are the, uh, the quintessential deep staters. Okay. So it's amazing how uh, you can sell out your perspective, sell out your worldview pretty quickly. Alrighty, uh, we have uh, Theodore in Keene, New Hampshire. How how close is Keene, New Hampshire, to where you are? Keene is about an hour and a half drive. Uh, it's on the other side of the state. I'm in Alton, New Hampshire, on Lake Winnipesaukee, but um, it's a good area. Um, it's called the Monadnock region, and uh, we used to have our our family camp in Ringe, New Hampshire, just a short distance from Keene. So I'm very familiar with the the town or city of Keene. Okay, uh, I think that uh, Theodore has an excellent question. He says, could you list a few reasons that are first and foremost why every patriot should want the United States to withdraw from the U.N.? And secondly, why specifically Christians should want us as a country to withdraw from the U.N.? I think those are excellent questions. Yeah, I think the first reason that the United Nations is anti-Christian. It's anti-God. Everything it stands for, everything it's done. That would be a Christian, very fact a Christian that we, reason, because obviously many, even conservative Americans, could care less what Christians think. But uh, that's, that's true. Uh, the United Nations Charter is diametrically opposed to the U.S. Constitution. I think that's probably the most biggest reason why we should get out of the U.N. Uh, number two... We are the U.N.'s basically soldiers. The United Nations relies mainly upon the United States to fight its wars. And we've been doing that since since the Korean War, uh, World War, you know, Korean War, Gulf One, Gulf Two um, and, uh, and, and Afghanistan and Iraq and all these other wars that we've been involved in. These were all fought under the U.N. auspices. And so I think that's the, a very good reason to get out. Uh, and as far as a, why a Christian, I think those first two ones I mentioned also ap uh, apply to Christians. But the U.N. is one of the biggest supporters of the promotion of homosexuality and abortion. Yes. Weren't they withholding yeah. aid from countries that were 
uh, oh, against Uganda. abortion? Yes. Uh, you, in fact, Uganda passed a, a law outlawing homosexuality. Right. I met a pastor from Uganda very recently, and uh, you know, he said, uh, "Yeah, all of the uh, all these nations that have given uh, foreign aid have cut their foreign aid." But you know what? Uh, I was uh, speaking. To, I was at a group of uh, uh, people, and uh, I was actually talking to a, a pastor friend of mine. And he was a little upset about a certain candidate that believes we should cut off financial aid to Israel. And I said, look, I said, first, it's unconstitutional. Number one, there's no nothing in the Constitution that says we need to give money to anybody. Right. Number two, money from the federal government comes. I don't use the word strings. It comes with chains. (laughs) So if you if you're accepting money for the federal government, you must do certain things that the Biden administration wants you to do. So to me, that's pretty tainted money, pretty bad money. And uh, and the third reason is that if you're relying upon money from evil countries or evil entities, uh, you're on, you're basically singing their tune. You need to become independent. And I pointed out that Israel is a first world country. They don't need our money. And I think Uganda and uh, the South Sudan, yeah, they may be struggling, but they're better off without it in the long run. Become independent. If you're truly independent, that means you don't need money from <clears throat> from socialist countries or Marxist entities like the United Nations. And uh, I, I just had something in my head that was very important that I was going to ask you. Um, oh, well, uh, list some of the best resources that you can name that would be helpful aids to our listeners who want to sit down uh, with family, friends, loved ones, and neighbors, and, and perhaps alienate, alienate them for the rest of their lives, but, <laughs> but, but, but to sit down with them to give them convincing arguments. If, they're, if, they're, if they believe that they themselves are inadequate to do so, convincing arguments why uh, the average citizen even the average liberal should be opposed uh, to the United States being a part of the United Nations and why we should even tolerate their existence in our nation. Well, if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see a playlist. And I think we have a UN get us out of the UN playlist. Uh, if not, I could, there's so many videos out there and they're not all necessarily put out by conservative entities. Um, there was, um, well, there was there was a documentary on Katanga. I recommend that. That was that was a film that was made, you know, converted into a video back in the '60s. Um, I've given presentations on the United Nations over the years. I think some of that is up on YouTube. You know, laying out the history of the UN, its crimes against humanity, and why we need to get out, <clears throat> and how do we do it? And the best way to do it, of course, is to first we need to educate people about the UN, and then we need to. Uh, it's a Congress can defund it. Congress, you know, e- even if we don't get out formally, we can actually defund it, which in essence, if we don't pay our dues, we're out. I don't see that happening under the kind current administration. I don't know what's going to happen in 2024, but I think it might be more practical in 2024. Uh, so I think that education is extremely important. And there are just so many things out there. I just uh, I mentioned if you go to our website, campconstitution.net. We have a lot of uh, drop down. We have um, downloads and there's a lot of stuff there. I think you can begin with um, our YouTube channel and some of the books that we make available. 
But there's like I mentioned some great books, two by William uh, Norman Gregg, um, G. Edward Griffin's book, Changing Commands by John McManus. Just a few to begin with. Uh, if you reach out to me directly, uh, I could actually I have a, a, an extensive library. I can either send you links or even some hard copy things. Um, just go to our website. There's a contact place. Say, hey, I heard you on the radio and I, I want you to you know, send me some information you have. Uh, I've got some smaller booklets. I've got some DVDs that I may have available. And, of course, the U.N., Agenda 21, is an integral part. Of, uh, uh, the, um, the U.N. is sort of the parent of this thing called Agenda 21, now Agenda 2030. And this is happening right in our own communities. There's an organization called the ICLEI, International Council for Local Environmental Initiative, found at the UN two years before the Rio de Janeiro conference. And uh, they are, they, you know, the UN may be operating. I don't mean that there's UN soldiers, you know, running around your town, but the things the UN is promoting might be happening in your own town and you don't even know it. And this is something that we've been campaigning for for years, uh, exposing the Agenda 21. I've done, I don't know, about 700 public presentations around the region in the last 15 or so years on the subject. And um, I think AOC did us a service when she came out with the Green New Deal. You remember that bill? Yeah. <clears throat> that almost nobody voted for. Right. I said, this is Agenda 21. She did us a favor. Not that she meant to do us a favor. So uh, you see these these things happening. And we've had success even in Keene, New Hampshire, a liberal college town. Uh, there was a bill that was a U.N. bait. And they're a member of the ICLEI or were. I don't know if they still are, but they were. Uh, but one of the bills, they wanted concerted wetlands and they wanted to restrict. And a wetland is whatever the uh, liberals say it is. It could be a puddle that might be there after a rain. I'm being a little facetious, but so they wanted to have a real restricting, restrictive build uh, to uh, an ordinance to restrict any kind of uh, building within so many feet. And uh, what happened was it was struck down and it was modified. It wasn't as it was still a, not a good bill to pass, but it could have been a lot worse. And just a few towns away in the town of Ringe, New Hampshire, the uh, the uh, Agenda 21 people were getting getting ready to make some profound changes in that town. They had this this plan. Um, uh, all, all ready to roll. And a friend of a gentleman who became a good friend reached out to me and he said, I don't know anything about this, Hal, but I got to get educated. He started a local group and within six months, maybe even less, they kicked the whole thing out, lock, stock and barrel. And even the town manager resigned, relocated, and they had uh, some new selectmen that were liberty minded. So uh, some good things have happened as a result of that. And there's lots of pushback around the country and a lot of people don't look at the bigger picture of the UN but agenda 21 is a uh, is a the UN is the parent of agenda 21 or agenda 2030 as they're calling it now okay we have okay. Tyrell in Waukesha or Waukesha perhaps you can correct me on the pronunciation of that Wisconsin and uh, Tyrell says Please pardon me for introducing a topic that is not a part of your main theme, but since you were talking about the Federal Reserve earlier, I was wondering if you could recommend as legitimate the documentary America, Freedom to Fascism. Yes, that document, that came out, oh boy, over a few years ago. 
And I actually interviewed the man, Aaron, Aaron, who said Aaron Russo since passed away. Yes. Um, yes, I do recommend that. Um, he was a very interesting guy. He was, uh, I think, Bette Midler's, Bette Midler's manager at one point. Yeah, he produced the, uh, the, the Rose. Actress. He produced the Rose. That That's she right. Started. Yes. And I don't know where he was coming from theologically. I'm not sure. But he, I know he was very much against NAFTA. And I know that uh, he, again, uh, freedom, he was against the Federal Reserve Bank. I remember he was very, he was a good theatrical guy. He had, uh, he was talking about NAFTA and he had a, um, a little person uh, with a wheelbarrow, uh, w which is NAFTA, all these, and he had a, he was kicking it around stage, you know, how many pages is this, you know, so. Yeah, I definitely would rem freedom from fascism. I recommend that. Yeah, I, I was first um, informed about that documentary by an Orthodox Jewish friend of mine, Bob Unger, and I was blown away. Oh. Do you know Bob? Bob's a friend of mine too. Really? I know Bob very well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh wow. Well, uh, he's, Bob, he's Bob and Bob's I. Bob's a character. Yeah. Oh yes, Bob and I have been very close friends <laughs> for decades, going back to. Oh yeah, tell you know, you tell him that I said hello. He'll, I uh, will. Yeah, uh, we still stay I, in touch. I've known Bob we, since nineteen. We 19th. had a lawsuit. We had a lawsuit. I'm going to be talking about it at our uh, at the conference. Uh, it was about the Christian flag. And the city of Boston, I wanted to raise the flag to celebrate uh, Constitution Day. Well, our organization, but I'm at the head of, you know, the head of it. And we were denied. This was back in 17 based on the right, the First Amendment and then eventually became approved city speech. Well, it took almost five years, but we won our case nine zero in the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Hallelujah. And that. Yeah, that set a precedent, something called the lemon test. Lemon versus Kreutzmann, which was uh, back at a uh, Supreme Court decision back in 71, I think. And this uh, Lemon test where, where people with school teachers and principals and uh, elected officials and government officials would would really restrict Christian liberties. They would say, well, you can't have a Ten Commandments on the on the public property. You can't put up uh, you can't put up a sign that says God bless you. Uh, you can't even wear a cross. In, 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 you know, if you're a government official and all these things are happening and our case, Shirtliff v. Boston and uh, the Joe Kennedy case, uh, Coach Kennedy, I think these were the two things that struck down this terrible thing called the lemon test. Hmm. And we're very excited about that because uh, and we did raise our flag. Uh, but what's happening is a result of our, our case that towns and cities around the country will no longer fly certain flags, like the rainbow flag. You say, look, we don't want to, if we fly the Christian flag, we got to fly all these other flags, so we're just going to fly the U.S. flag, the state flag, maybe this town, if some towns have flags, and the POW, MIA flag, and that's that. And that's really what it, where it should be. You know, that, uh, so I think it was a, it was very, a very um, important thing for us, and I have to say that God's hand was in this case from the very beginning, because it was never my idea to take this to the U.N., I mean, U.N., excuse me, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, uh, yeah, Bob and I go back to 1991. Uh, I can still remember the day I received the fax from him uh, because I worked for WMCA Radio, and he was uh, uh, urging me to get him interviewed on the Andy Anderson Live oh. program. This is before I had my own talk show. And that sparked a friendship that that exists till this day. And uh, oh yeah, Bob's it. Yeah. In fact, uh, he uh, I conducted a fascinating interview with him and one of his friends, uh, who was also an Orthodox Jew, years ago. 
and it was an interesting, fascinating point of view that you very rarely hear. These two men uh, are Orthodox Jews and Zionists, but they are vehemently opposed to the current Israeli government. So it, it really... Is this a gentleman that um, used to have a cable TV show in New York City? I don't. Are you talking about? No, you're not talking about Bob Unger. You're talking about somebody else, right? No, you mentioned his friend. You said he had another friend with him. I can't remember. I just know that yeah. uh, they were both uh, they were both pushing for the candidacy of a new prime minister of Israel, who actually listened to the program. That oh really? Yeah, he he listened to the interview I conducted with Bob. But I just oh that's great. I just can't remember his name. It's Bob's friend right now. But uh, we have to go to our final break. If you have a uh, question for my guest, please submit it to chrisarnson at gmail.com quickly because we're rapidly running out of time. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. The Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society presents The Future of Christendom 2023, The Gospel at War, September 15th to the 16th in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, featuring Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. We are excited to be including a formal debate in this year's conference. Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries will be debating Dr. Gregory Coles, author of Single Gay Christian, a personal journey of faith and sexual identity. The debate topic, is gay Christian a biblically acceptable identity for a member of Christ's church? So come join us for the 6th Future of Christendom Conference. The event will take place at Spooky Nook Sports in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and will run from Friday evening through all day Saturday with an invitation to the Sunday morning worship service of the Independence Reformed Bible Church. This will be a weekend packed with practical teaching with a theme of the gospel at war in many areas of our culture, including government schools, the Supreme Court, missions, feminism, and even the church pulpits. Head to futureofchristendom.org. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. 
I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reformed Baptist Church, go to hopereformedli.net. That's hopereformedli.net. Or call 631-696-5711. That's 631-696-5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Quorum, Long Island, New York, that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnson's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com It's such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland, who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Royley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener, from a toy in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days. So don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reform Rookie podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. When I 
Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. And folks, I have a reminder for you. You've been hearing the ads for the Historical Bible Society every day on Iron Trip and Zion Radio. Please remember that the Historical Bible Society was founded and is run by my dear friend for decades, Daniel P. Buttafuoco, attorney at law, who just uh, renewed his advertising contract with Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Please, I'm asking you, if you are the victim of a serious personal injury or medical malpractice, call Dan at 1-800-NOW-HURT, 1-800-NOW-HURT, wherever you live in the United States, and he can help you. Uh, if you'd like to visit their website, it's 1-800-NOW-HURT.COM, 1-800-NOW-HURT.COM. Why not write down that phone number and website and keep it handy because you never know when you're going to need the aid of Buttafuoco and Associates. And uh, we are now back uh, with the final portion of our program today with Hal Shirtliff, co-founder and camp director of Camp Constitution and one of the featured speakers at this weekend's Future of Christendom Conference in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, 
which also includes keynote speaker and debater, Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. And uh, I am so thrilled that this event has finally come to the point where I can say it's just going to be held in a few days. <laughs> and I can't wait to be there and uh, be blessed by all of the speakers, including Hal Shirtliff. I'd like you to summarize what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today before we go off the air. Well, that's a, that's good, a good thing. I think um, we have to we our job is to advance God's kingdom. And we, uh, um, you know, the prayer is to open up, ask God, where, if you're not involved in the freedom movement, I'm sure that a lot of your listeners are involved in some respects, either they're involved in their, their church, but ask God where he wants you to be. Because people ask me all the time, what can I do about this? What should I do? And I'll say, ask God. I'm not saying that as a cop-out, but ask God where he wants you, because you may have certain skills that you think are needed in one place, but maybe God wants you someplace else, either... You know, I would say if your children in government schools, get them out as quickly as possible. Uh, the homeschool movement is flourishing, and uh, your your church should be promoting. They should be having their own school if they don't already, and if they do, you need to help it, um, uh, help them, uh, help help them with. Uh, and I'm sure you have much to offer if you have ability, whatever you can do, help help those uh, those local schools. Um, we have a lot of great satellite schools that are starting up, and um, uh, and I just I'm just so encouraged in that respect. I know that uh, we look uh, we look at today's headlines and we get very depressed, but I know that God is on the throne, and He's not done with this nation. He's not done with His people, and uh, I think that uh, some great things are going to be happening uh, down the road in the next few years. So I I'm not a Pollyanna. And I know things may be getting may get a lot worse before they get better, but I'm just encouraged by the things I'm seeing, not just in the United States, but in other parts of the world. So, um, God, you know, God wants that does you know the word encourage is to promote courage, where the word discourage is to make people have no, less courage. So we need to encourage the uh, the body and uh, advance the kingdom and all opportunities that we have. Wouldn't you agree that one of the reasons that even conservative Americans and even conservative Christians uh, so often take the wrong side on issues uh, like the one we are discussing today is because they forget that God is in complete and sovereign control over all things. They're not trusting. I do agree. Yes, I do agree with, I do agree with you. They, they look at um, they look at a man, man a man has caused a problem man will solve the problem and that's not the case at all and I also need to point out and I'm sure you agree that we are in a spiritual battle yes and what we see is the physical manifest manifestations of that spiritual battle and um, so I think that's the, that's the important aspect that yeah there are parties there you know people put people put their stock in the Republican Party. No, you can't do that. There's people worthy of your support, but the idea that a party is going to save the day. If that were the case, it would have saved our country a long time ago. Yeah, and uh, we have to be careful not to be guilty of eisegesis, importing into the Bible things that don't exist there. Yes. Uh, a, a woman, a sister in Christ, contacted me uh, in response to the publicity of today's interview and she said, why are you even having a show like this? Because although the U.N. is satanic, 
it is a part of biblical prophecy. So by having a show like this where, where we're saying that America needs to pull out of the UN, she was claiming we were uh, believing that Bible prophecy was incorrect because she was insistent on importing this notion of the UN being a part of Bible prophecy into the into the scriptures, which obviously well, you go ahead. Yeah, the Bible tells us to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. And that's, I think, what we're doing on this show, uh, that if, if the U.N. is unfruitful and is certainly dark, and mm. that's our biblical mandate. Um, right. I mean, we can justify that, say, well, gee, we, we think Hitler was the Antichrist, and so we should never have opposed him. And so when he rolled his tanks into Poland, hey, that's just that's just prophecy being fulfilled. Right. Uh, no, I don't think that's I don't think that's the proper perspective. Right. Well, we're out of time, and the website for my guest is campconstitution.net. Campconstitution.net. Don't forget to register if you haven't already for the three-day conference this weekend featuring Dr. James R. White. That's futureofchristendom.org. Futureofchristendom.org. I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives: Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner.